with a with a scripture tonight. And if any of you were here a couple weeks ago, um, when Megan uh, spoke, she talked about a story about a woman praying and crying um, out for a child. And this scripture is going to actually highlight that child, the answer to Hannah's prayer. So it's found in 1 Samuel um, chapter 3. Suddenly the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied, what is it? He got up and he ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said. Go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time. And once more, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed. And the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Will you pray with me? Father God, we just come before you tonight so grateful to be together, so grateful um, for you. And God, can we just echo even now Samuel's prayer? Will you speak, Lord? We are listening. We are listening. And will you speak individually to each person here tonight? And God, will you help us to be open to hearing you? And God, I just pray that you would speak through me, that I would get out of the way. And all this we lift up in your son Jesus' precious name. Amen. So we're in the middle of this prayer series. And I have to tell you a personal story. Um, and you'll have to hang with me because you'll see how it will relate in a minute. But my parents, my parents fell in love over the telephone, over the telephone. My mom answered the phone at her workplace every single day um, when she was working in Denver. And my dad lived in a little tiny mining town where he was working in Creed, Colorado. And he was the purchasing agent, and my mom worked at the factory where my dad would have to purchase a lot of product. And so he would call, and my mom would answer the phone. And the way my dad tells the story, my mom had the sexiest voice. <laughs> Pardon my language. But he said it was the most beautiful voice that he had ever heard. And so he found excuses to call her workplace all the time so that they could find things to talk about and he would have a reason to call. And the interesting thing is, 
my dad fell in love with my mom without having ever seen her before. So he could have never picked her up in a lineup of people. But if they had been in a crowd with hundreds of people talking at the same time, he could have picked out her voice. He would have known in a second that it was her that was speaking. And part of the reason he truly knew her, even though he had never seen her, is because he listened to her. It's because he listened to every story that she told. So he knew where she grew up. He knew what she liked and what she didn't like. He knew what her favorite color was. And part of the reason he knew these things is because he asked her questions and then he stopped to listen. He stopped to hear her talk. If God is the Lord of our life, he will speak to us. And the truth is, he already is speaking to us. You see, he created us to be in relationship with him. And that relationship includes regular dialogue, back and forth conversation. It's not a one-way street. And when we add prayer to our daily lives, and prayer includes listening, then we begin to see life added to our daily prayers. An important part of recognizing God's voice is knowing God. And you guys, the Bible is an amazing litmus test in discerning the voice of God and whether what we're hearing is him speaking to us. In fact, in John 10, 1 through 5, it says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. You guys, hearing God's voice is not primarily about receiving detailed directions for your daily decisions. It's about learning to submit to Jesus in all that you do and develop this interactive relationship with him in God's kingdom. Doesn't that sound better than just getting a download every single day? It's this back and forth. It's this relationship. It's like my mom and dad. It's tell me about this. How about that? What do you think about this? How do we know our shepherd's voice when there is so much noise and distraction in this world 
and so many voices talking at us every single day, including the enemy of our soul and including Crystal's own insecurities shouting in her ear? How do we know? Well, just like Samuel needed Eli when he was first stepping out and learning, we need one another. We need one another to confirm or to ask questions or to back things, bounce things off of as we grow. And ongoing in our relationship as we grow, we need our friends and family at times because we're like, is that me or is that the Lord? What do you think? And then we pull out the word together and we look through it and we ask questions and we discern together. We need to adopt the attitude and the mindset of speak, Lord, your servant is listening. But then we have to ask ourselves the question, are we actually listening? <laughs> are we actually taking the time to listen? There are three things that we can start doing and continuing to do to learn to discern God's voice from the other noises. One is to read the Bible regularly. If we're struggling to understand, God, understand God's voice, this is the best way to understand his thoughts, his will, and his desires. And this is the most important thing you can do to cultivate a heart that is like his, that loves the things he loves, that breaks for the things that breaks his heart. And then, of course, prayer. When we regularly communicate with someone, we learn to recognize their voice and we learn to hear it. And then we have that regular connection that tunes our ear to his voice. And then practice. Practice. We have to practice silence. You guys, I'm going to show you this book, and I'm a huge fan of it, and I had our lead team work through this as well. Um, it's Emotionally Healthy Spirituality Day by Day. But one of the reasons I love this is because it causes you to have two minutes of silence at the beginning and two minutes of silence at the end. And we all think we're good at silence until we're sitting there for two minutes. And then we realize how loud our lives really are and how much we've grown accustomed to noise more than we've grown accustomed to silence. So sometimes practicing a discipline is as simple as pulling something like this out a couple times a day and learning what it looks like to sit in silence and wait for the Lord to speak. I, um, I wanted to share a little bit uh, of Megan's blog that she wrote a couple of years ago she wrote a blog post on hearing the voice of God. And I'm just going to read a couple of excerpts out of this because I feel like it's so practical um, for those of us that are learning and wanting to lean into this. And here's what she wrote in a section. She said, so if you're interested in hearing God's voice or just in hearing what I have to say, here it is. My first encouragement is this. Recognizing God's voice is kind of like exercising a muscle. 
The more you listen for him, the easier it is to hear him. And going along with that comparison, it's totally possible to get out of shape and get back in shape if lots of time passes between time spent with him. My second encouragement is this. If there's ever been a time where you wondered if that voice you heard was God or just you, it's more than likely that it was the voice of God. One of my friends, Tiki, once said, Jesus is the loudest voice that God has ever used. So look at him and the rest of the Bible, and then you have something to compare with what you're hearing. And I love that because it's so practical. If your Bible has red letters from Jesus, when you read that, that quite literally is the voice of God. That's the voice of God. So if you're like, God, I just want to hear you, open that up and read those red letters, and he is speaking to you. How powerful is that? I think sometimes we're looking for him to just shout down at us and go, hey, Crystal, this, when he's like, hey, Crystal, open the word. I'm there. I'm waiting for you. Of course I want to speak to you. She says here, next it's time to ask him something. No, not who you should marry or what career path you should take. Ask him what he thinks of you. This is such a good starter question because 90% of the time God speaks, he says, I love you. And a lot of stuff that he is so excited to say to you is not close to anything that you would think about yourself. So go ahead, sit back and ask him. Then listen and write down what he says. And then maybe even try and believe it. Because if anyone knows the truth about you, it's the all-knowing God that created you. Wow. You know, I was um, hearing a story about someone the other day, and they'd gone to a different type of church for a long time, and they came to a new church, and um, they were talking about hearing the voice of Lord, the Lord and how God loves to speak to people. And that person came back and was sharing in a smaller group. And she said, um, you know, I've always struggled with the way I look. Like, I've always thought I don't look the way I want to look. I'm not fond of the way I look. And um, I was just in listening for the Lord, and I felt him say, you're so beautiful. I made you the way I wanted to make you and design you. And this girl said, do you think that was God? You better believe that was God. You better believe that was your father telling you how pleased he is with you, how beautiful you are, how much you matter to him. These are the things he longs to whisper to us. We're gonna practice here in a minute. I know we usually do discussion questions at our table and tonight we're gonna do something a little bit different. And 
we're going to have some time of silence. And when I say silence, I mean we're going to be silent. And it's going to be maybe hard, maybe uncomfortable, maybe awkward. Um, maybe you'll get sidetracked because you'll feel something going on in the room. My encouragement to you is this. If you need to walk around, you can walk around. If you need to go sit against the back wall, you can sit against the back wall. If you feel like you want to kneel um, up at the stage, which I know we don't have an altar, but we, we consider that an altar. You can kneel. If you want to sit at your table and color with a crayon or a marker, you can do what feels right to you. But just know we're going to sit in silence, and we're going to listen for the Lord. And what I need you to know about that is you may get done with this and be like, I didn't hear anything. And you know what? That's okay. That's okay. Because we're practicing something. And we're practicing sitting in silence. And even if you don't feel like you hear anything tonight, what I need you to know is the Lord is here, and he is smiling on you, and he is loving you, and he is adoring you. And that is the truth. And if you're like, Crystal, I don't know if that's true, we can look that up in the Bible because that is how he feels about you. That's how he feels. So I think it's important to practice things and not just for me to go, hey, go try that this week. We're going to practice it here tonight. And some questions you can ask to filter what you hear is, is what I'm hearing consistent with God's character? Is what I'm hearing confirmed through messages I've heard at church or through friends? Is what I'm hearing beyond me? Meaning, is he saying something that would cause me to stretch or to grow? Is what I'm hearing pleasing to God's heart? And those are things that you can ask and you can even write down to encourage yourself and to maybe even share. We're going to have prayer teams later when we have worship, and you can even take that to the prayer team when we do that. So I'm going to set my phone timer, um, and the worship team knows when they hear my little timer go off, they're going to come up and we're going to start worship. And in, um, we're going to have communion a little bit into worship. And so I'll come back up for that time. And at that point, we will also have prayer teams. Okay? So I'm going to set my timer and we'll go ahead and start with our silence. <laughs> 